Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, what, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out and like the people, all the people who who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. Walter the whale was as happy as a whale can be. He was with his friends flapping his fins in the ocean so free. Then out of nowhere came a big blue boat that cast a scary net in puffed smoke. Cover your mouth. It snatched him and wrapped him and gave him a spank. The next thing he knew he was inside a tank. Worried if he was ever gonna be okay. Let's not think that way, it will be okay Every night brings the light of day Hey, let's not think that way, it will be okay Every night brings the light of day Hello! In this week's episode, I'll be interviewing Counselor, my grandma's friend, Jill. She's really nice. If you don't want know what a counsellor does, then listen to this podcast because you will find out. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Gwen. And how are you? I'm great. <laughs> Good. Can I ask you some questions? Please go ahead. Okay. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, first of all, what I wanted to be actually was an air hostess, which I don't know why, because I don't really like flying. <laughs> but I didn't really know. I, I did lots of things and I ran a company which sold stationery. And then when I was much older, I did what I really wanted to do, which was to become a counsellor. Hmm. Do you have any funny stories? Well, I've got plenty of funny stories. What what sort of funny story would you like to hear? Mm, I don't mind. What can I think of? Well, I've dressed up a few times as silly things. <laughs> I quite like dressing up, but I probably wouldn't dress up if I was a counsellor. That probably wouldn't be the right thing to do. <laughs> I like having fun. I, I swim a lot in the sea because I live in the, by the seaside. Mm -hmm. And I went swimming this morning and it was 12 degrees this morning. But it was very nice. Fine. <laughs> Have you also had any funny stories from work? Have I got any funny stories from work? Um, well, when you're a counsellor, you can't really have funny stories, although I have some very happy stories where people have come to see me 
and sometimes they've been a bit sad and after a few weeks or even months and sometimes maybe a year they are much much happier so that's always a happy story for me that's great thank you what does a counsellor do well it depends i suppose all i would say a counsellor is is somebody who is very very good at listening but doesn't tell people what to do so I've done a lot of things in counselling so um, I've been a school counsellor where I go and I sometimes talk to children or I talk to their mummies and daddies and sometimes I even talk to teachers and usually if I if I'm talking to the children it's because they maybe think they're very worried about something and when I was when I worked in, I've worked in a few schools and I used to tell them that I was the worry lady because then they could come and tell me anything that possibly sometimes they didn't want to worry their mummy and daddy with. But because I wasn't their mummy and daddy, they could, they could worry me and I, that would be fine. That's really nice. Do you have a school counsellor at, at school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. We have an eco counsellor and a school counsellor. Oh, what's the difference? Well, the school councillor basically just um, is basically has meetings about the school, and then the eco councillor tries to make um, everybody know like what we're supposed to do in the school, like where we're supposed to put our which bin we're supposed to put our rubbish in, oh, right. things like that. So Whoa, what? Guys, don't be like my friend here. When I was a school counsellor, I did something slightly different to that. I was, I was looking after more what you would call emotional well-being, which is a big word. But it may, basically, if the children, any of the children had a worry, sometimes I used to just call myself the worry lady because um, it was easier for them to understand. So if they had a worry, they would come and see me. Mm. How do you become a counsellor? Well, you have to do, I did uh, four years at college mm. and um, I did, ended up doing lots of work and then you decide what model of counselling you do. And so I studied something called person-centred counselling and I also did something called, this is very big words, cognitive behavioural therapy, which CBT for short. That's and a long word. It is a very long word. And it basically helps people to change how they think. Mm. And basically, I would say I'm an integrative counsellor, but I have lots of passions. And I particularly like working with children and teenagers. And also, I like working with people who maybe have had somebody who's died and they're feeling a bit sad. So I, I like to try and help them. That's. Um, how long have you been doing your job? About 12 years now. Mm. Mm. That's quite long. It is quite long. <laughs> Do you like your job? I love my job. I mm. love my job. Um, it's a job where I get to see lots of different people. And um, it's a job where people come sometimes when they're feeling really, really sad and they don't know what to do and they don't know who else to talk to. And then after a while, they know they can <laughs> trust me. A lot of it is about trust. Hmm. 
But I have also done some work um, at a vet's where I wrote a column for people whose pets had died. Whose pets had died, not vets, pets. <laughs> I know, that's a bit weird, isn't it? And uh, so that helps them as well, because lots of people are on their own with their pets and then suddenly they haven't got a pet anymore. So that's quite sad. So I've worked with that as well. That's really kind. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, if you didn't have the job that you would have now, what would job would you have? If I did, wasn't a counsellor, golly. Um, I think I'd have to be caring in some way or another, something to do with caring, maybe with, um, maybe children with special educational needs or what else would I do? I think really something in the caring profession because I like, I love people. Hmm. Is your job different now of COVID? Yes, because now um, I'm just about to do some voluntary work for a hospice, um, which is the hospice where people go when they've got, when they're very sick. Mm. And um, I'm going to be having to do that over the telephone, which is very different because normally it would be much easier to go into the hospice and hold somebody's hand and get to know them whereas it really will be over the telephone so that's quite hard so because when you're counseling you do as a counselor you are in the room with somebody and you can see how they're feeling by their just by how they're sitting sometimes yeah um, and that sort of thing so it is different yes it is yeah and I think there would be a lot more counseling needed after Covid because some people are suffering quite badly with their mental health at the moment how do people find you well, um, I don't work as much now um, because I've come to live by the seaside. Um, but generally, when I was working a lot more, um, it was really by word of mouth or um, I'm, I'd done a lot of work for Child Bereavement UK and they may well get me through there or through something called the counselling directory. And the counselling directory is a really good way of finding a counsellor because you can sort out what sort of counsellor you want by by what uh, sort of what they do, what model of counselling they use. Yeah. Do you have to be sad to be a, to be a counsellor? No, my love. No, you definitely don't have to be sad. What you, I would say, the qualities you need, you need to be non-judgmental, and that means that mm. you know when some someone comes into the room and they could be, they could have no money, or they could have lots of money, or they could be have lots of tattoos and lots of piercings or they could be very posh but you treat everybody the same so I think it's a really important thing to have that quality and also to welcome them with a smile um, and to there's a huge word that I I expect that you might have to want to go and look up and the most important thing to be a counsellor is to be empathic have empathy and put yourself in somebody else's shoes of what they might be going through what does that mean Empathy means putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. So, for instance, if somebody came in and um, their pet had died, I would know what that's like because I've had a pet that's died. So I would, I'm putting myself in their shoes and saying, I know how you feel. I, I, I understand how you feel. Empathy is a really important word. So the people that come see you are probably always sad, right? No, not sometimes. Sometimes they're not sad. Sometimes they might be a bit confused 
maybe um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of an so maybe if it's if it's a, a little girl or boy at school, they may come because they're worried because they're worried rather than sad, they're just confused because mm. say maybe there's something wrong with their mummy or their daddy or their grandpa and they don't know how to think about it. It's how they process it, how they can how they can understand what's going on. So they're not always sad. And if I work with them for a long time, we're just working through things on mm. a regular basis. So they're often quite happy when they come in. Because the world is confusing. <laughs> I think a nurture room, I would say that a nurture room is a really, really good thing to have at school. Um, I've worked in a couple of schools where that's been incredibly important. Just time out. But it depends if I'm at school on that day and there's a problem, then they would probably come to me. But it's the it's when I'm not there, you know. It's a very nice place, the nurture room, because it has, like, fake fish in tanks. Yeah. Calming place. It, yes, and that's, that's how it should be, and that's how counselling should be. And quite often when I was school counselling, I used to play games with um, children. Mm. And there's a wonderful game that I play called All About Me. And mm. we have such fun with that. It's a really good game. That sounds like a fun game. It is a fun game. It is mm. a fun game. And there are lots of books as well that I used to use with children. And maybe one if, if, some, if somebody's pet had died or something like that, or maybe one of their family had died, I used to use a book called Badger's Parting Gift, which was a really important book to use. <laughs> we could put a link to that in the notes. Yeah, a link to... Uh, I tell you, a good link to put in the notes would be the link to something like Badger's Parting Gift. I can um, I can probably send some more through. Um, I'll, I'll email them to you. And also, there's several good websites especially for children, which is childbereavementuk.org. And uh, Winston's Wish is a wonderful one. Mm -hmm. But obviously there are many others for mummies and daddies um, to go on and to look, look at, which are really, really useful. Yes, please. Thank you for letting me interview you. We are very, you are a very nice person to interview. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you, Gwen, and good luck. Please subscribe to my podcast and also go fund me in the links. Anyway, please check out the next episode which we will be interviewing a photographer, no, photographer. I keep getting that wrong. Called Scarlet Page. She's also one of my grandma's friends, I think. Actually, she's my mummy's friend. What am I thinking? Anyway, please subscribe. Give me a five-star rating. Thanks. Hope you enjoy the podcast. <laughs>